make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Got a smile when I say that shit. Ah! Alright, so we're live. We're live with Patrick Rosenthal on Jordan's Subjective Perspective, episode number 56. Hey, <laughs> what up, dogs? And I, I promised one of my buddies, uh, shout out to Joe Ernst, uh, one of my really good buddies. I had a really shitty week, and after talking to him, I feel ecstatic. So, thank you for making this podcast better, I guess. And now back to one of my be other best friends, Patrick Rosenthal. Nice to be on here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually my uh, first consumption of alcohol in 2018. Are you shitting me? I, I haven't drank like all year, no. Holy cow. I wasn't going to drink all semester, but I'm like, I'll have, I'll have a beer. I'll have a brewski with, with Patty. <laughs> Very nice. Man, this is my first consumption of alcohol since... And almost 24 hours ago. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah, it's one of those things I take pride in. <laughs> you, you really know? outplayed yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You know, I, I do what I can for society. <laughs> sometimes it's alcohol-based. So I, I just wrote up like a few questions kind of like catered to you. All right, cool. If you just want to skip it, just just say fuck you or All right. whatever. You just, just <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, what value has logical thinking brought to you, brought to your life? Logical thinking. Mm. Well, I'm a, I'm a computer programmer for everyone who's, who's watching this right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, so programming is kind of all logical thinking. It's like, if this, then that. So, uh, for example, like, if you're working on your computer right now, you hit a button and... If you click on a button, you're doing an if then that statement. So you, if you click on this, then it might take you to this web page or, uh, you know, this URL or whatever. But if you, you know, type in a certain keyword or something, it's going to take you the other way to a different web page or, you know, some other application. That's all logical thinking. That's how everything in your computer works, down to the zeros and ones. You break everything down. You got two paths. Either you got a true or you got a false. It's pretty much all, all it is. A zero or a one is going to be your power off, power on. <laughs> it's all logical just thinking, all, man. All binary. Yeah. No, I mean, really, that's the building blocks of everything on your computer. You see. Do, do you apply that same thinking to like your own life? Like, like if if I do this, then this will happen. This will be the result of this. Yeah, I would say. Um, you know, if you want to avoid making bad decisions, you definitely want to think things out. So, you want to you want to weigh out your options. You don't want to immediately rush into something. So, you know, if this is going to happen, you take high risk, high reward. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, logically speaking, it's a very if you if you have high risk here, it's a very good possibility something as bad is going to happen, but it's an even better possibility that something's good is going to happen out of that. So, I pretty much always take the high risk and okay. you know, hey, we're young. Why not? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, logical thinking, yeah, it's going to be pretty much anything in that general general idea there is you know, or false, whatever, I guess. I don't know when you break totally. it down. That's what it is. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I was just, just kind of curious, like, uh, especially because you're one of the most analytical people I know. Yeah, no, I analyze every situation. I mean, everything I'm in, I'm pretty much thinking if if this is this if I'm in this situation, what's going to happen based on that? But I think everyone pretty much does that. In Do their you have own a creative way. side to you too? Yeah, I mean, I think outside of the box. Hey. I guess I don't know. I mean, uh. I think you kind of have to, like, if you, I, you know, I do a lot of investing and whatnot, so you got to kind of think what's going to be the next big thing, and that's the issue with most people investing. They don't understand that no one's going to tell you what to invest in. You know, you got to think, <clears throat> where's the world going, right? But are, are you, like, thinking that, like, thinking it through logically, or are you thinking through, like, kind of more creative? I think it more abstract, you know. It's like you don't really know what's going to happen Joe, with, Joe. with the world. So you got to kind of think, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think you could think of that, like, just in a logical. You can't, uh, you can't naturally know what's going to happen next. You don't think you could logically kind of, like, begin to connect the dots of, like, like this, if this happens and this happens, this company might blow up. There's going to be a market created for this in the future. I mean, you could say that to an extent, but things almost never happen True. in a, you know, in a series of events like that. Now, I will say that is true. You can, okay, you can't necessarily guess an entire market per se, but you can pretty well guess the charts that way. So, if you look at a certain trend pattern, like you've got candlesticks on the chart, right? Candlesticks. Candlesticks, yeah. So if you've got a double top, right, you got a candlestick that came up once, another candlestick that came back up, most likely. No, it's called the double top? Yeah, double like top. Like two repeatedly going positive? Not positive. Um, like they're kind of like if you have an uptrend and it stops, uh-huh. hits a downtrend, and then instead of continuing to downtrend or whatever, it hits another top. So basically uptrend stops goes down goes back up equals out with that other top if that makes any sense uh-huh. kind of like a tree yeah it beat that other uh, yeah high. so if if it breaks above this point here it's probably going to continue to go up right okay if it doesn't break a point that break up above that point that day very good chance it's about to head south okay so that's i mean that's one example but yeah, so in terms of the uh, the day-to-day market, I think you can definitely judge where it's going to go. But in terms of, like, the long term, you got to think very abstract. I mean, think, like, 50 years ago, we would have never thought that transform- or not transformers, uh, transistors were going to be the thing that just completely took our world from like no technology to boom exponential growth and how does they do that i think you've explained this to me one time in the past but i I... yeah so transistors are basically all right so you know we were just talking zeros and ones yes okay everything on your computer is a zero or one it's either on or off power um and basically the thing that stores that on or off power is a transistor it's a little confusing. You have to know a little bit of electrical knowledge to understand how that. Is this a form of like memory storage or? Yeah. Okay. Memory, right? So, when you hear RAM, right, well, all that really is is just a bunch of transistors. So it's just electricity going in. There's a little thing, a transistor looks like this. It's got three little prongs on it. I'm not going to explain what those do because 
without the electrical knowledge, it won't make any sense at all to anyone viewing this video. Okay. But uh, so yeah, so you hit the power button, electricity comes in, it pops into this transistor, and it stays there, and it's either a zero or a one, so that you got power in there, and then you'll have another one here that might not have power. So say, um. Certain certain letters correlate to certain zeros and ones. So like, say, uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but say like one zero one zero one or something correlates to an A. Actually, that's not a good that's not a not a good example for the computer people out there. Usually, you're using bytes, so it'd be it'd be eight zeros and ones or whatever. But uh, moral of the story is that's your transistor right there. So a zero would be transistor without power in it another transistor with power in it, blah, 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 blah. You add those all up, and you get your A on the screen or whatever. Okay. Uh, there's some circuits and stuff that also make that happen, but that's the kind of general idea. It's just electricity popping on, popping off. So how did this breakthrough, like, how did transistors, like, lead to such a, like, technological breakthrough for us? So they, I mean, there wasn't really a good way to just sit there and store power in that manner, per se, so... There was no way to really have, like, logic, like we just talked about. So, if this, then that. So, like, if, uh, <laughs> so hard to explain. But basically, like I said, all, all of our circuits are basically just a bunch of transistors connected together. So, if electricity comes in here, then it might power this transistor, it might power this one. It, but if it comes in a different direction, it's not going to power this one. It's not going to power so they, that one. So, like in in result, they made us electronically more like interconnected. Not interconnected. It just allows us to make digital decisions. I, I guess would be the way of okay. saying that per se. Um, I'm trying to think of how to really explain that in a good in a good way. I I don't know. I mean, like. You just you really can't do a whole lot with like electricity without it, it being stored somewhere or another. I, I don't know how to explain that. Very and that, well. that that allows us to store the electricity in particular places wherever we. Just yeah, yeah. So you're storing it in a particular place, and therefore that's what causes it to, you know, display the icon on your screen or okay. or whatever. So that's a terrible explanation but <laughs> but i don't know it's really confusing i can't really explain it without going too deep into the electrical modest, modest. As, yeah i mean i don't think it's gonna make any sense to anyone viewing this but uh <laughs> but yeah basically moral of the story is transistors allow you to have logic in your in your th you can program the computer to do something whereas electricity from a general standpoint without the transistors and stuff you know you hook up a wire to a light bulb <laughs> powers the light bulb that's about it you know it's it's constantly running through there it's not making decisions to go from here to here to here or or not do that okay okay you know what i mean it's just constantly yeah, on. So whenever i hear the word like transistor in the past like i it was so abstract to me that i just i had no fucking clue what, like yeah I, I that's a horrible explanation like i said but basically the the idea is that it allows you to make different decisions from a digital stand it allows your computer to be programmed to actually do something not just you hit the power button and it flashes the screen on and stays on forever until that's, you hit the power button again it turns off or something. That's good to think about because, like, I don't, I know nothing about doing But, okay, but see, that's... Nobody does. Nobody but, does. well, and, and like I said, that I didn't explain that very well at all because it's a lot more technical than that. But the thing is that 
because the transistors are what are controlling your the logic of your computer that's also what's controlling the speed of your computer so we've utilizing nanotechnology we've gotten to the point where our transistors are so damn small that you have to literally use an electron microscope to actually see one of them is there any way we could get smaller than we already are or are we pretty much we're, maxed out? we're close we're i think i think nine nine nanometers i think is about i think it's either seven or nine is about where it's you start hitting that point where you can't make them any smaller it's not actually because you can't physically make them smaller you can but there's some electrical aspects at the quantum level that don't allow you to, to do that legally per se it, okay the transistors will no longer work the way they should they the, their properties change nanotechnology is really weird once you get once you get down to the nano level like a bunch of different objects change the way they work yeah really? yeah it's really strange but but that's one of those things it's like it's like all of physics once you get it's like, physics like yeah very very like, yeah like electrons parts. like electrons start tunneling through things and stuff so like instead of um they like they kind of like they like jump the gap so I, I, it really won't make sense because there's no you guys don't understand how a transistor works but it it's yeah it starts doing these weird things where it starts like jumping certain things and or tunneling through them that's crazy per se yeah but that's the issue you can't get them any smaller that, that's how like subatomic particles like they they just jump from one spot to another yes exactly it's it, kind of like that and the other issue is when you start moving transistors together right so uh -huh. if you have a transistor here whenever electricity is flowing things tend to emit like an electrical field around it so if you have a transistor that's right next to each other, and this, very, this is this is not my two fingers is not close together. I'm talking like right, nanometers right. close. They're hypersensitive they to each other. Yeah, they interfere with each other. So something you press the A button that might no longer be the A button anymore because it interfered with a transistor and it does some weird crap on your computer or something like that. Um, but anyways, uh, transistors. Yeah, transistors. The reason your computer can function so fast now is because those transistors have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. So you can store, you can make a lot of calculations happen really, really fast. Like millions of calculations happening in like one second. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, and, you know, there's parallel processing and stuff they've they've done. And, and graphene is going to come in there at some point. And, and do you know what graphene is? No. Uh, graphene is like... It's like the next wonder material, right? So it's like... Um, oh, graphene? Yeah, graphene. I remember you explaining it one time and you were thinking about investing in it, right? <laughs> yeah, right? I want to, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking in that area. But uh, yeah, so graphene's kind of like the next wonder material. So it's basically... It's... Do you know what graphite is? You ever heard of graphite? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, is graphite the stuff that, like, the alternative to lead that they put in pencils? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. If you took a pen, if you took the tip of a pencil, it's probably because of me. I was eating the lead. Yeah. Right. If you wouldn't have done that, <laughs> goddamn it, we'd be we'd be a lot further in our technology <laughs> processes. This computer would be way out of the game here. Um, but uh, yeah. So right. So if you took a, the the tip of a pencil, to chop that off or whatever, and zoomed in a lot to see what that's actually made of, um, basically there's sheets of carbon in there. So there's these sheets of carbon that sit like this and there's these bonds that basically hold the the sheets together okay. um 
but the sheets are graphing. So the the 3D structures graphite. But if you were to pull one of those sheets out of there, the sheet itself is graphene, and it's a, it's like the strongest material in the world. So it's stronger than diamond. I mean, it's literally the strongest material in the world. But the thing is, it's, it's on, on top of it being the strongest material in the world, it's also extremely light. So it's it's like six times lighter than steel. So wait, um, how is it like in comparison to like carbon fiber? Carbon fiber is. Uh, I'm not. I'm probably not the best person. But that's, that's I'm gonna make a that's false act. I'm gonna make a false assumption that I think I think carbon fiber is a, it's carbon based, but I think carbon fiber is a mixture of of fibers of some sort in there. I don't okay, I, I just know it was really expensive. About with like I, I got into paintballing at one point in life, and I remember like carbon fiber. Was well, like yeah, the they they use carbon fiber because carbon fiber is really light. That's the same idea with right. graphene. And they carbon, use it in like BMX bikes too, because you use yeah, BMX. carbon carbon's actually lighter than air, so that's why like when you throw you you know when you're using a carbon fiber or anything, it's always really light. Okay. But but the thing is like the reason a pencil shatters so easily is because or a pencil lead shatters so easily is because like I said the graphite itself is made up of those sheets with those three D bonds and stuff so um, whenever yeah it's really easy to break the bonds and you know they go all over the place but the actual graphene itself is really really strong um, like you could literally run like a goddamn truck over. So I'm, I'm probably gonna butcher this but like so the graphene is establishing the bonds between the graphite like the carbon bonds but uh, no, no no graphite is a, is the word graphite is a mixture of the graphene sheets and those sheets are being held together by bonds by carbon bonds yeah or was it they're carbon? carbon yeah they're carbon bonds i think so they're so basically if you if we were able to like extract the carbon bonds then it would just be graphene yeah yeah but the we're, we're unable to do that um they can do it. I the re, the way they do it now, I think is something they use like a chemical process. That it's like um, I don't know, like an evaporative process. So basically, they take like chemicals that have carbon in them, and they evaporate the they evaporate the chemical like they heat it up basically. So only at a certain like boiling point and stuff, I think. Only carbon will come out of that. Only carbon will evaporate. Okay. Yeah, and then eventually it, it drops and goes back into its normal form. But like once it cools down. But um, it. But yeah, I think that's kind of how they do it. They evaporate it out of a certain chemical. I don't know what all they use. Um, but yeah. So, but the issue they've had, I think, mostly with graphene is, um, it doesn't. They're having an issue with making a lot of it per se so like they can make these little like strands and these strands are really small but they and they like stick together and stuff but they like can't figure out how to make like a bunch of it okay so they can kind of use it to intertwine in something so like they might use it they might take graphene and, and dump it into the into your computer or your car or something like they'll mix it in with another material uh-huh. and therefore it'll make it stronger but it's not fully graphene it'll just be mixed in there at this point until they can figure out how to make an entire sheet so it's of, probably crazy expensive if it's if there's a scarcity of it yeah I, I don't know how expensive it is really because it's just carbon and carbon's everywhere but um 
it's I think the manufacturing process right now is really expensive because they don't know how to make it per right. se easily. But um, but the other the, the point I was trying to make there from the very beginning was um, graphene is also like one of the best conductors in the world. So uh, you know, conductor is something that like electricity meaning that electricity can move extremely quick and yeah okay so if there if you have a wire um say this is a wire normally when electricity flows through it flows is actually a bad word because no one really completely understands how that works either but it's flow dude it's yeah flow. right if you're if you're doing this if you're doing this the electricity moves much quicker dude i rap dude i know what flow is <laughs> yes. no question me dog uh but basically so if electricity flows through a wire there's resistance in the wire so okay. um so that's ultimately going to slow down the yeah how much what what resistance does basically is when electricity goes through the wire if there's a lot of resistance it'll emit a lot of heat and the heat due to the heat being released you lose electrical energy from the heat if that makes any sense at all sorry i just i just thought of a joke uh, i don't know it was it it was like talking to the the comedian was referencing like stand-up comedy and he's he, I, I, he was referencing, like, sex or something, and he, like, referred to sex as, like, exchanging friction with a stranger or something. Yeah. I don't know why that came up, but I, I just right. that's what he that's, said. Yeah. That's, that's why I was smiling. Yeah, so, okay. but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, so that's that's kind of the idea. But the thing is with graphene is it doesn't really do that. So um, graphene, like, literally it just – there's almost no resistance at all. That So – Actually, a good example is like the way you get power to your house. You lose a lot of a lot of electricity in the process. You know, you generate it, and you generate it at a power plant or whatever, and you kick up the voltage like really, really high. The reason you do that is because you don't lose as much electricity when it's getting sent to your house, because uh, not as much heat is emitted from that. Um, but with graphene, like I said, there is almost no resistance. So, wow. so, so I mean, it, like literally, you could send electricity all the way from wherever, and it's you're barely losing anything sending that all the way down there. And it also transports it quicker, so your computer would work faster, per se. It would also be a lot more efficient. Would be another big thing. I mean, quicker to an extent, but um, it would be you wouldn't need you know a gigantic battery per se to power the whole thing because it wouldn't be using as much electricity whenever it's moving from transistor to transistor. It's like a superconductor. Wow. Yeah, they actually call it a, a superconductor, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm just not coming up with these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that actually might be the term. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's and that's kind of the basis behind graphene and why. Dude, that, that is start. extremely interesting. Once they can make it in abundance, they we might. Yeah, and like I said, that doesn't apply just to your computers. I mean, it's going to make elect, it's going to make electronic components a lot quicker, but it's also going to be used on everything. You know, cars, suits. Actually, they have a suit made out of graphene. It's a bulletproof suit. Wow. It's like twenty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, but it's light. You remember, graphene's light, so you get it's like it's not very thick, but yeah, they like. You can shoot a bullet at it. No is it is it pretty malleable? Like if I was trying to yeah, it's flexible salt. too. It's oh, that's the other thing. Okay, so really yeah. So the idea is it's transparent too. So um, if you the idea is right, like we have our cell phone right now, which is a solid. It's a solid piece of glass, right. um, but with graphene, you could theoretically make a phone that's flexible or expandable or whatever you could like wear it on your wrist transform it into a 
necklace or something So are you, are you kind of stupid. implying that that's the feature of phones as well? They can use it for anything. It doesn't have to be anything. phones. It could be TVs. It could be whatever. But and the moral of the story is you can make this whole table out of graphene or whatever. And, and, and there be... is an abundance of it because it's carbon-based. Yeah, carbon I mean, we're so. inhaling carbon. Right. You know what I mean? But so the, the, the problem is that we just, we just don't have an efficient way to really, like... Manufacture it right okay. now. Yeah, well, and, yeah. And the thing is, honestly, I don't... As much as I'd love to invest in it right now, which, actually, this is probably the best time to invest in it because if it blows up, you're going to get in late. But the... Um, Where was I going with that? <laughs> uh, you said you wanted to invest in it, but um, this this will be a good time. There's a but. There's a but. There was somewhere I was going with that. Uh, it's the worst, isn't it? Yeah, I don't remember where I was going Having with that. Having to all. We can all relate. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were. You, uh, this will be the best time to invest. Where was I going with that? Dude, I don't know. I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was, was going to... If I remember it, I will tell you later on. But I can't think of where I, where I was going with that. <laughs> it's going to pop up on our way to Burp. Yeah, Burp Village. For real, dude. We're going to be cr cruising down the street. No, I'm mad. I don't, I don't even know where, where was I was. I was going somewhere great with that. With uh, that... Graphene, you did best. I, uh, <laughs> uh, damn. Where was I going with that? Oh, oh, oh. Okay, gotcha. Right. I remember I was going with this. The reason this may not necessarily be when it's going to blow up is because, like any other technology, the way most corporations or businesses who create computers or phones or whatever, the reason they stay in business is because every year they can create a new product. You know, once they start implementing things like graphene, they hit that ending point. They don't have an ending point because they'll find something else, but You're saying fudge. like, a, like a, a tipping point, like the the... the Everything is in optimal like, yeah, working. Yeah, right. It's going to be very hard to top that. You know okay. what I mean? Uh, now, they'll... I'm thinking Apple right now. I don't know if you're thinking Apple. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. So, they're, it's going to be hard to top that. And that's the thing with the transistors, right? They're trying to push those to the max while they can, make them smaller and smaller, reposition them, do a bunch of bull crap so they can get as much use out of those transistors as long as they... I mean, that's been going for the last, you know, 50 years or whatever worked well for them and then then you know they're gonna move from transistors to fiber optics or something probably well the transistors will probably still be used but fiber optics will probably be the means of uh, communicating between different components and stuff because I uh, do you know how fiber optics works no I'm not familiar <laughs> all right let me explain that to the to the viewers as well um, yeah so fiber optics is basically just uh, light so you're, if you have a, your computer right now, whenever you're communicating on the internet or a, the internet's just a bunch of computers connected together. So say you, say you go to Google right now, you type in google.com, you hit enter, that goes from your computer, sends a signal out of your computer, it goes to your router, it sends that to your internet service provider. Uh, Charter, AT&T, whatever. It, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel of crap, but basically it moves that signal all the way from here in Missouri to, you know, California or wherever their servers are. They probably have one stationed right next to our house because it's Google, but <laughs> but the idea is it, it moves to wherever their servers are. That, that process is fast, but it's not very fast. It's 
it's relatively quick, but the thing, and that's because of resistance, right? You send you send electricity through a wire, and it hits resistance, and it doesn't it doesn't move very quickly. But right. if you use light, you're moving at almost the speed of light. There's some resistance there too with the way it bounces through. It, it basically, you send light through these like kind of like glass, which is the fiber optic. Um, so you would would graphene not be applicable there or graphene? I think graphene would be. I'm not sure if I think graphene would be faster, but I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. So what's the material they would use to like to, I guess, move these these light the, these. Uh, that's photons. what. So fiber optic, fiber optic cable is is glass. So that's that's what that is. So basically, instead of you sending a signal out of this wire, which is this is the power cord, but <laughs> actually in this case it's a a Wi-Fi signal, which. I'm not going to explain all that crap, but basically you send a, a signal out of this computer and it goes through a bunch of wires till it ends up in California. Uh, what would happen is you would send a signal out of your computer, which they already have this, they're already implementing this like everywhere. Um, it's way, really, really fast internet. Um, it sends basically a light signal out of your computer, so it emits a thing of light. It goes through this glass tube more or less. It's not really a tube, it's just glass. It just light flows through the glass. And it goes, you know, same way. It goes all the way to Google servers. It just goes really, really quick because instead of moving at the speed of the electricity with the resistance and stuff, it's moving at the speed of light. So it's, so, like, so it's not moving through a wire, it's just moving. It's moving through glass. <laughs> if that makes any sense. But like like they're like they're like wires, but they're it's glass material. Yeah. The yeah. Only so thing is the material that it's moving through. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, and you're moving photon or you know, like photons instead of sending an electrical signal through it. Uh, an electrical signal would be electrons moving from one thing to the other whereas you're actually sending like light through the tube. Wow. If that makes any sense. And can you do this simultaneously for like multiple servers? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, they're already implementing this everywhere. You can almost get it you can get it I don't know, you can't really get it around here, but there's places in St. Louis already that have fiber optics implemented. But what I'm saying is that that's that's on a bigger scale. They're right now they're implementing fiber optics for internet service providers and stuff. So the wire that runs from your house to uh you know wherever charter is located or AT&T or whatever, they're implementing that. So like whatever's running through your neighborhood, they're putting fiber optic in there, which is really, really fast. But what I'm saying is they're going to make that on the nano level. So they'll have fiber optics not communicating just from there to there outside, but from transistor to transistor. So wow. it'll be like super duper quick. That's at least what I think they're going to do. I know they've like kind of, I've never, I don't, I haven't seen a whole lot of companies that, have released that, but I haven't done enough research. I'm sure there probably is already crap. So essentially, they're just speeding it up in any way they possibly can, and the fastest yeah, exactly. way possible. Yeah, and I like I said, I think graphene would still be quicker, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Because there's really, you still have resistance with light. You wouldn't have any, almost any resistance with graphene. I, I don't know. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it wild that this, like, this top is, topic is applicable to every single person but like those who actually understand it are so finite like so limited amount of people that actually understand what's going on yeah i don't even know what's going on i I mean i mean i understand from a high level view what's going on but yeah no i mean 
even the people who are working on them only understand it to an extent. Because like I said, I mean, I know we've had this conversation before. Everything you're working on on your computer is built up from a uh, previous infrastructure, if that makes any sense. So, right. you know, the computer chip that is in your computer, I'm sure, was not built completely from scratch. They had a template from the last processor they made. They added a few things on. They tweaked it a little bit. It's a little, and then they released it again. It's a little faster. the The guy who did the tweaking on that probably has no clue how that entire process or works or what. It's like your he car. just knew how to improve it. He just knew that that's all. He knows. Matters. Yeah, you you only have to learn a certain portion of things. I'm not an electrical engineer, so I don't want to be speaking for those people doing processors specifically. But it's like it's like your you know your car, you know like if you look at a car you know a Toyota or something. Most Toyotas are a combination of parts from previous cars. Like, you're, you've probably seen in your mom's van or something. If you've ever had a Toyota, you know, there might be something on the steering wheel. That button they've been using on the steering wheel to change the radio buttons or something. Right. That's the same button they've been using for 10 years. You know what I mean? There's no... No need to improve that or, or really even understand how that works, per se. You, know, kind of the you need to understand how it works to an extent. But like, like competition as well. It's kind of the beauty Well, it of saves time. You know, but, but the point is, like, even with, like, computers is, like, programming. Like, I couldn't tell you how the code I'm writing works down to its lowest level. I don't have a clue. You, you only know how to improve it, which is all that matters. I know. It, well, I know how to write it from a high-level perspective. There's, like... I know how to write the human readable code that says if, you know, if this menu comes up, then, uh, you know, do this calculation and display this or whatever. It's a little more technical. Would it even be worth your time to like go into depth? Like, it's well, like the computer does these? the computer does everything for you. You don't even have to know how it works. You just hit a button, right? And it takes all that human readable crap breaks that down into some more cryptic stuff that someone had to figure out at some point. Right. And then, which companies still improve this stuff, but most high, most normal programmers, like application programmers at a corporation or something, who are not programming the program that you write programs on, <laughs> if that makes any sense, um, <laughs> don't even have to understand how it works. You just type your normal code from a high-level perspective saying, do this, do that. You hit a button, and then the computer takes it, breaks it down into some more cryptic crap, and then breaks it down even further into your physical zeros and ones, and then the actual electricity flows through all the stuff. This is crazy to think about. But it's like, like it's so much, there's so much infrastructure there that we could never, this is this is the issue with like a solar flare and stuff, is what I was saying. Uh -huh. I think is how this came up a long time ago. The solar flare hits all of us, we are screwed. Oh yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Wait, explain what a solar flare is again. Solar flare is just a bunch of energy. The sun produces a bunch of energy, and if if that energy hits our components in on the earth, it basically wipes our electrical components. In some cases, it. Um, in some cases, it's not a big deal. It just screws with. Um, satellite signals and stuff because you know like when you're even this Wi-Fi it's just it's really just um, kind of an electrical signal going through the air you don't see it physically but right. but that's what's happening and that's why everything can communicate and whatnot um, so a solar flare you know a light one would screw up your signals and stuff going back and forth 
but a heavy one would like screw over everything like it would like everything break all of our technology would it would it screw over everything on only one side of the earth the side it depends how big it is apparently we, i think we read this if 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 it's big enough it can hit the entire earth or multiple earths if it's like well then all of humanity's fucked right like 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 technology if it was big enough irrelevant. if it was big enough and it hit the entire earth we would all be fucked Okay. <laughs> like literally, fu- like we'd be back to the Stone Age because, wow. like, well, because it's not, it's not because we're not smart. But like, would it kill us? Like, would it like? No, it. Well, I don't know. It depends what the situation is. I mean, if you're driving a car and it shuts off and you're about to go well, off like, a cliff, like, I'm outside. I'm outside. Just sitting outside. Uh, no, nah, uh, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know the physics behind all that crap. Okay. I don't know if the particles or whatever would penetrate like our body or something. I don't. I don't know. But, but in in, in terms of the electrical stuff. Yeah, it would screw over everything. Everything would stop working pretty much. That's electrical, and that would put us basically back to like, you know, the eighteen hundreds or something. Because like the thing is, it's not, it's not that we're not smart enough to figure all this crap out. There is someone who has the resources to figure everything in this phone out, probably on the earth. But the issue is, our processors I was just talking about are built from something that is electrically ran, right? So. At one point, someone probably had to hand construct those transistors <laughs> together, and then that made a machine that made smaller transistors, and then that machine made another one, or whatever. You know what I mean? But we're at the point where everything is made from a machine that runs off electricity right. that was built from something else. So our infrastructure has been built up so much that we're like, I mean, we would literally have to go in by hand and basically remake all this crap. We'd have to make the first thing that built the smaller transformer and build right. the, or, uh, transistor. Go back to the Model T with cars. All, everything. Yeah, well, and yeah, and uh, we, yeah, our cars wouldn't run anymore because everything's fuel injected. So hypothetically speaking, right now at this point in time, if this, if this uh, solar flare was to come down and like mess everything up, like hypothetically speaking, we would be able to figure it out. But let's say we're so deep into like this whole Everything we're so technologically advanced 500 years from now. I mean things are increasing exponentially So we, we get to that point Everybody's completely ignorant what's going on at even like today's times. Yeah, like like how to like reboot these things mm-hmm. We're so advanced and everything shuts down like that What, what happens like well, I think uh, we're even more screwed in that situation because right now we have people working in our businesses that have well one they have the mental knowledge still from when i mean you know there's people right now who are 70 or 80 years old so they've been living before all those machines were created they understand how all that stuff works before all the machines made it but which is really this is off topic but like i think that is i think it's a very cool time that we're living in that we get all these different perspectives on technology well and the the thing is we're gonna we're gonna get to a point that like our generations the oldest ones and whatnot, and like we all we've known is the internet. All we've known is X, Y, and Z. And it's, just, it's weird to think. Here's about. the issue, though. Like, especially, I mean, this, I mean, this would be an issue now, but like, it's gonna be an even bigger issue in however many years you said, because basically, all our knowledge, right? Whenever we go, you know, we all we already have the term Google it, right? True. So we most of our information is stored on that most of the crap i have learned in my life has been on that so when that goes out we no longer have that data all of our data is gone and and this is why data is such a big thing you know someone one of those corporations gets hacked that's why they lose millions of dollars because their whole company 
it's a company, but most of it's just data. That's why it works. That's why Google knows everything about you and they can make all these cool ass things work. It's because they have so much data, they know everything about your life. They wouldn't have all that without it. But that, that's the thing, you know, so if we stay woke if we have a well if we have a solar flare and we no longer and we start storing at some point we're gonna you know we might lose all those books all the physical copies of books we had about how to do electrical engineering and stuff no one's brain is perfect they don't remember things perfectly so for all those people who understood all that knowledge are gone and all the books are gone mm. we're in a real bind because no one really knows how to do it from scratch. Do you think anybody's thinking about this hypothetical yeah, catastrophe that could I think, possibly happen? I, I mean, there's people who are thinking about it, I'm sure, but there's no one who can do anything about it. I mean, right. they're just boned. <laughs> I mean, really, what are you going to do? What, so I mean, what would, you, what would anyone do? Who, who has the mind power to to memorize every piece of information that's ever... This, I mean, this doesn't just apply to computers. I mean, yeah, we're going to be screwed that we can't rebuild the computer. We're not going to have any medical knowledge. We're not going to... you got to keep in mind, doctors aren't gods either. Doctors, I know that you think they're gods. They walk in there and they're like, you need to do this and that. But half the time, they're Googling shit too. Right. You know what I mean? Not like literally learning how to do this. But they use not... They go, you know, they go... They already know how to pretty much perform a surgery or something. But... They don't necessarily know how much medication to always give you. You know, they go and, and research their, they go in their little database that tells them, you know, you need to give this dosage based on this. And they're probably taught to speak with confidence. Like, well, like this is what you need. You need this amount. You need 20 milligrams of uh, instant release Adderall. Yeah, but I mean, you can't, you, better. you can't blame them. I mean, no one can remember all those specific little right, increments right. of how much crap you need to give someone. But that's, that's an issue, like I said, in the future. If all this goes out, we have no medical knowledge. We have no knowledge just in general. I mean, mechanics do it. How do I fix my car, man? I go YouTube it. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to be able to pretty much do anything. Dude, anymore. that's just so weird to think about. Like, our dependency just grows and grows by the day. By the day, it's growing. And, and like, throughout all of humanity, too, because, I mean, the older generations are dying off. More younger generations are Well, think about this. More more we wouldn't even life. have... I mean, right now we probably have documents of everything, but say in 500 years we don't have physical copies of anything anymore. We don't have. Who are we if we hit the solar flare? Who? Where's your social security number at? Who? Who's Jordan Fisher? You know what I mean? Like, no one. No one really has an identity anymore either. Like everything's gone. <laughs> you know. So, our dependency might lead to our demise. That's crazy to think about. And I never thought about that until this conversation. <laughs> Dude, also, like, like, I've been researching this thing. I've never heard of it. They've known about it since 2004. It's actually pretty fucking insane. It's called the Poppis. It's a meteor that is, bit like, like circling our solar system as well. And mm -hmm. in the year, I think it's April 13th, which is actually Friday the 13th, of the we're year fucked. 20... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> of 2029, we are going to come in a very close collision with this uh, meteor called Apophis. It's spelled, if anybody wants to look it up, it's called, uh, it's spelled A-P-O-P-H-U-S. But we're going to come extremely close to this thing. And basically, if uh, if it falls in some, 
very, it's like a very slight chance, like one in 200,000 or something like that. I, I might have that number wrong, but mm -hmm. uh, it's a very, uh, they, they describe it as a gravitational hole or something, like a keyhole. I think that I think that's what the article I was, uh, was reading said. But if it falls in that, which again, the probability is extremely low, then it's going to hit us in 2036, seven years time, and then we're fucked. Damn. It's it, like, it, it, and I've never heard of this in my life. And this this was discovered by I think NASA or whatever back in two thousand four. Well, and that's the thing with the solar flares too. Actually, we we dodge a lot of them. Like they're all we have them like often, but like they just don't always hit the Earth. They just usually pass us. Right, right, <laughs> or, or something. Well, it makes sense. Like we're that. in a three hundred sixty degree radius. Like uh, yeah, I, I you know because the sun's always. It's not necessarily always just hitting the earth. It's hitting everything. So oh, and then you add, you add like up and down and all that. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Like uh, like we're not. It, it would have to shoot at our direction, and then it would have to shoot at like latitude and longitude. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm not describing that well. Like like right, left, up, down. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that that they're, they're kind of. I, I guess they're all over the place, but we don't. And there's people who monitor this stuff, who monitor the solar flares and stuff. Too. Yeah, but how much time are we really gonna have? I don't and how know. much time are they, how much time are we gonna have, and how much time are they gonna? I don't even know us? what we would do. I mean, maybe they do have some type of precautions we can take. For, I don't know. I mean, you can you could maybe deflect the signal somehow. You know, kind of like global warming, right? The idea of um, using uh, aerosols like to deflect the the heat or the light from coming in and stuff. It it kind of takes it and cools things down per se. I don't, I don't okay. know how to explain it. That would be kind of the same idea. I guess maybe if you had some some type of shield that would deflect the solar flare around the entire earth or something. That sounds a lot more plausible than like a meteor like an asteroid to like deflecting that because I've heard of like technology like billionaires like thinking about making that kind of technology, but a solar flare I don't I don't know, just based on my limited knowledge it sounds more credible. Yeah, and I don't know if it would be something where you would have to, um, like, if there's a physical material that can make that happen, or if you would have to kind of cancel out the signal, like you'd have to produce a signal of the same power to kind of counteract it and then maybe just, it. just send it to a halt. Yeah, sort of. I don't yeah. know if that's possible. I'm guessing no, considering it seems like a gigantic amount of energy, but... I'm not 100% sure about that. I'm sure there's someone researching this that has way more knowledge than I do about this subject. Somebody a lot smarter than us. <laughs> someone a lot smarter than us on that subject. Everyone's smart in their own way. Yes, right? yes. This is for the viewers, man. <laughs> Never call yourself. Don't put people on a pedestal and tell them that they're they're smart or whatever because everyone's equal. Yes, yes. Give a thumbs especially up. Especially celebrities, time. especially hot women, which is actually funny because we were talking about that one night, like how, how every hot girl is a celebrity in their own way. They're like a B-list celebrity. They really are. <laughs> like, they are. Yeah, no. I <laughs> <laughs> totally agree with that. Where are we at with the questions here? I was going to hit you with one more because it's, right. it's 9. Yeah, I right saw now. that. Yeah. All right. Let's, so I'll hit you with one more question. We'll do we a real quick. Park Village. All right. Yeah, we're, we got a night out with the boys. Yes, sir. I'm out with the boys. Hey, boys. That's like that's like B-O and like six or seven eyes. 
<laughs> yeah. an S probably. Maybe a Z. Maybe, maybe eight, nine, ten. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know how many Zs are at the, at the end of that. Or at least six. At least. Yeah, I'd say probably six to 12. Yeah. Whatever. That's a great range. It is counting, really. <laughs> Honestly. Once our technology goes out, we're not going to be able to text that to anyone anyway. True, so. true. So we're our player is going to screw us over. We're fucked. Yeah. Oh, well. We, 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 need a, we just need a big tent. A big tent overlooking all of humanity. I think so, too. Or let's just dig. Let's just dig down, get some tunnels going. <laughs> Elon Musk style. Yeah. Hey, I bought a hat. No, I didn't. Until we dig far enough and we hit the center of the earth. Then we die because it's really hot. Mm. Yeah, see, you really can't win. <laughs> All of these outcomes, it, it like it requires humanity to be fucked in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> All right, it does make you think how many more generations we have left? But <laughs> <laughs> I'd say at least one and a half. <laughs> We're such a cynical like race, or not even race, just like species. Just we're so cynical about like our own existence. It's weird. Like, oh, a, lot, a lot of people are, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm a pretty optimistic guy, but, like, I'm oh, cynical me too, as well. Yeah. We're, we're, I guess we're more realist more than anything. It's, like, the, the real alternative that all of this could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I woke up this morning, you know. I woke up this morning. <laughs> you guys going to hear that intro at the beginning of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, if every neuron in a, in a human was accurately simulated in a computer... <laughs> What it resolves in human this mean. consciousness. Let's, right, right, let's say this again. Say this again. I'm gonna rephrase this question. Okay. Just fuck the way. That's I'm not worded. sure that's even accurate. Okay, so let's let's just say that um, like you could 3D print like like neurotransmitters, everything like. Yeah, you like, remember it, they'll always buy a 3D printer, print a 3D printer, and then return the 3D. Printer. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> Classic. Anyways, go. What's the return policy? Yeah, I don't things? know, man. Seriously. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the words of Patrick Rosenthal. So, all right, let's, let's say, like, for hypothetical, hypothetical purposes that you could recreate, restructure um, on, like, a cellular level, like a human, and let's say, let's say you, for example. Mm-hmm. You, you are recreated in... And every cell in your body is completely recreated. Would that result in an identical human consciousness for you? Would that define mm. you as you? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, theoretically, I guess you would... You mean, like, would you say, would you, like, think the same? Is that kind of what you're... I guess... Like, would you be the same person? Let's let's go off that. Yeah, I would say yeah. Theoretically, you should think exactly. This. If I mean, if everything physically is the same, you should. I mean, if everything in your brain, down to the smallest particles, exactly the same, you should think identical to how. It's basically making a clone, pretty much. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But um. But I mean, yeah. So at at the very instance that you that you create the clone or whatever you want to call the thing you just explained, I would say you would think exactly the same. But if you put this one and this one in two different places and they start having experiences, then they wouldn't think the same because most people's lives are based off experiences. It'd be kind of the same deal as like switched at birth. Like like yeah. genetically, you're kind of you're similar. 
Yeah, because your 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 brain your brain actually is like forming all day long. Like connections in your brain are constantly reforming. Um, I can't remember what the name is for that, but basically, yeah, your brain's always kind of reforming through the day. So what I'm getting at is the second you created those clones, they would be exactly the same. But then, the second you put them in a different environment, once one person learns this, you know, his brain structure actually changes. So you think differently. So you probably end up so you're a different person the second you put them in a different environment they experience something probably. It's a nature versus nurture kind of deal. I guess, yeah. I, I would mean, agree with that. That's yeah. I mean I don't I think physically that's how that would work. But yeah, I think I think the the second you create them they should be exactly the same. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and then any time even if they're in the same environment like mm-hmm. hypothetically speaking like I mean, you and I are having a different experience right now based on mm-hmm. what comes out of my mouth, how you're going to interpret that. Like, oh, like yeah. we're, we're in the same room, but we're having a different experience. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it would be the second that you create it, they would be the same. But, That's like, it. two seconds. I mean, even, like you said, even if they're in the same environment, relatively speaking, like, if, if I'm on, if the clone is on this side of the table versus that side of the table, it's going to have a different experience. So, if, if you're one clone and I'm one clone... We've already screwed up because I'm looking at the cabinet over there. You're looking at the exactly at the yeah. window. You know what I mean? You have a different perspective or something. So I'm actually I'm not that's... looking at the window. I'm looking at my reflection in the window. <laughs> You're the realist. In the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just so goddamn sexy. You so. are very. You're a very attractive man. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean that's what that's what I would get out of that. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. I after asking that question, it wasn't as like elaborate or complex as I thought. <laughs> But I like it. I like it. It's I broke it. Down. I broke it down for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. I might just never ask that question again. All right. <laughs> I'll warn you. Cool. Well, uh, you you want to call us quits? Go to yeah. I think it's BPV. BPV. Yeah. That's BPV. The, that's the that is the uh, acronym for this Ooh. this crazy place we're going to, Ballpark Village. I'm sure you guys all know about it. Is your camera still on? St. Louis. <laughs> uh, yeah, that died. My camera died. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it had like forty something minutes on the um, on the whatever time, so mm. it cool. was overlapped. This was some audio. It's oh, all good. Perfect. Yeah, solid. All right. Oh, by the way, Pat was on episode number twenty five as well. If you want to check that one out, I was. I did make a few comments. He did. He did. <laughs> and it went on to that some was, story. You're totally right. That one was uh, that was a good one. I enjoyed it, but like especially with uh, like Will and Connor being like a little intoxicated. Uh, <laughs> we were all pretty well. I don't, know, I, I don't remember being that drunk. Maybe I think I was. Like, I think I might have been drinking. Were you drinking? I was drinking. I don't think. Maybe I hadn't drank that much. I just remember we were going on some story or something. Kind of went off. That's what. That's what. <laughs> it I was a good. It was good though. I it, mean, was, it was. Yeah, good, it was a lot know? of fun. And those, those yeah. dudes are fucking awesome. Yeah, those guys those are cool awesome. guys. Yeah. It, it was just. Uh, I, I think I learned from that like particular episode that now if I have like more than three people, I'm like, yo, like we we need to be very considerate of each other's time. We can't just be. Like exchanging rants, like let each other talk <laughs> yeah. kind of deal, you know? Uh, yeah, for sure. We all got off topic on that one. Yeah, we got off topic. We just, it, it, it was kind of like got into a thing where we just try to shout over each other. Cause I was the same. That way. was like, hilarious. I was cracking up when I was watching that. I was like, <laughs> dude, we were just literally like trying to talk over each other. No one can hear anything. <laughs> Cause uh, it, yeah, even, even me, I was guilty of it just as much. Uh, yeah, I thought it was funny though. Like, oh, just totally. watching, everyone else probably didn't get the humor out of that, but I found it funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was like it was a goofy one on top of that too. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah. Um, I got nothing to say. This is episode number fifty-six of Jordan's Subjective Perspective. Thank you for watching so much. I appreciate it. Do you have anything to say? 
Uh, I don't think so, guys. It's, it's been real. I hope you guys learned some, some knowledge that I sort of knew, sort of didn't know. You probably want to fact check like half of that crap and <laughs> actually go and read one of those electrical engineering books because I didn't completely explain that very well, but hopefully you got a high-level view of what I was trying to get at. So have a nice day. I think you did a good job articulating my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Love you guys. Yeah. Well, I love you more. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Hang up, man. Hang up. See you. Yeah, hang up the phone. Bye.